Greetings, friends. Welcome to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, your host, local lawyer, friend of the people, and uh, Nevada's favorite recovering ex-Californian. It was in that spirit that I watched the State of the State speech last night, Governor Joe Lombardo, delivering his remarks on what his agenda, his plan for Nevada is. I'll give you my thoughts on that, take you through it. In fact, it was a long speech, it was an hour long and uh, not necessarily kind of stylistically the most captivating thing I've ever heard. So I'll take you through a handful of clips here that are important to hear uh, to get a kind of a sense of what it was that he said. But before I get to all of that, friends, uh, let me just take a moment here to, um, to brag. No, 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 it's not, not, not what you think. I'm, I'm just happy about something, and I want to share it with you. Okay, so uh, starting in February on the 6th, as a matter of fact, Monday, I, have, I am delighted to uh, let you know that the show here that has been on from 2 to 3, Monday through Friday, uh, for a little bit now, will get an extra hour. So if you're used to listening at 2 to 3, don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. But if you want more of Sam and the What's Right show, great. Tune in one hour earlier. Uh, Starting at 1 p.m., we'll have a two-hour show. And I'll tell you, for example, days like today when I have a stack of stuff to go over, and I'm just – I'm looking at it. I cannot get to all of it. There's just more content then a you know a radio hour will, will permit me. So I you know starting in February on the sixth, uh, I'll be here for two hours every day. Looking forward to that and and very grateful for your support. Honestly, uh, friends, without you, without your loyalty as an audience, uh, I, I just I cannot express how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, and so uh, grateful for you. Also grateful uh, to Odyssey. Uh, and the management here, uh, Dan Kearney and Mark Benia, I have to uh, give a little shout out to these guys. They are uh, just always have my back and are so supportive uh, of me and what I do here. And I, I could not do any of this without them. So very grateful for the station and the support that I get here. It is a, a joy. Uh, and by the way, in radio, it's not an automatic thing. I remember being once upon a time on a major station in Los Angeles, and they hated me. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I've, I've talked about it before here. They did not like me. Uh, so it's nice to be with people that at least, I guess, I guess pretend to like me. But no, I think they do, generally. So one, two, three will be our new time. Uh, so the two o'clock hour will stay. We'll just get an extra hour before that starting in February, second week of February. All right, friends, let's get to the speech because let me tell you boy was I happy listening to this uh, to live in Nevada uh, I, well okay I mean it's I, if you if you live in California and you're listening to the governor of Nevada now as a Republican coming into office cleaning up the horse crap left behind by Sisolak 
you're going, this is how you put a state back together. This is how you do it. And there were a handful of topics that I think were particularly important. Now, I went through, of course, there was some gas tax stuff. He was going to lift, suspend the gas tax for a year. Okay, whatever. Um, bit of a bit of a ploy at the end of the day. Yeah, sure, it's the save, savings of, of however many dollars a tank, but, you know, it's it's a bit of a ploy. Uh, but there are some substantive major policy asks and demands that I think are significant and are very meaningful and important for the state of Nevada. Now, one of the, th- one of the things that, of course, we have a problem with here is, is education. And I am, you know, I'm always a little bit, not a little bit, I'm a lot skeptical of politicians that demand more money to fix education because we conservatives, we understand that fixing education is not always a question of dollars and cents. It's a matter of common sense. It's a matter of accountability. It's a matter of building a system that is accountable. So here, uh, relatively early in his speech, uh, getting into the uh, proposal that he uh, submitted in his budget, this Governor Joe Lombardo last night, Uh, proposing that he would ask for $2 billion in new funding for the schools. Now, breaking it down per student, Governor Lombardo said this. When all is said and done, my budget proposes spending more than $2,000 per student more next year. After years of celebrating $100 here and there, this investment is truly historic. Now, here's the important part. Here's the tough part. Along with this funding, I expect results. I won't accept the lack of funding as an excuse for underperformance. I'll be working with the state superintendent to ensure our system of accountability and transparency are robust and enforced. And if we don't begin seeing results, I'll be standing here in two years calling for a systematic change in the governance and leadership in K through 12 education. Whoa, systematic change to the governance and governance and leadership in K through 12 education are fabulous um absolutely tremendous uh and and exactly right now what form that accountability takes by the way 2 years side note those of you who are new or perhaps not aware of how this works the legislature here meets every other year so basically whatever they get done in this budget they'll put a budget together in this session then they disappear for 2 years and come back to resume, and so, so again, the, the governor would then go back to them if it doesn't get, you know, doesn't fix the job or take care of education sufficiently and go back to the drawing board. Now, where it got very cool for those of us who believe in the necessity of competition in the public sector's grip on education, the governor got into the question of school choice. Listen to this. Every Nevada child has the right to a quality education and should be college or career ready by the time they graduate high school. Traditional public schools are not and should not be the only option. Private schools, magnet schools, charter schools, micro schools, virtual schools, and homeschooling are all viable alternatives. That can increase the potential for student success. 
My yes. goal after we finish this legislative session is to give Nevada parents significantly more choice to make about their child's education. Now then, then Joe Lombardo gets into the idea of opening an office of school choice. I am perking up at this point, right? Because friends, what I want to see is I want to see you know, essentially school choice by virtue of parents being given vouchers, being given a credit for their tax money and being able to shop around outside of their neighborhood school and certainly even outside of the public school system if needed. So here is a line, and this is maybe one of the most important lines of the speech if you are a parent or a grandparent or a stakeholder in our community in the state of Nevada, because here he subtly throws in the idea that a voucher system is something that he is looking to propose. Nevada's Pupil Center funding plan is built on the idea that education dollars should consider the needs of students and should follow them no matter what school they attend. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Now, what's the other problem with education? The other problem with education is that these kids have been coddled and that the legislature has passed a law back in 2019 that has made it impossible for teachers and administrators to remove disruptive students in the classroom. You and I here on this program, we have gone through all of this ad nauseum. I'm a very strong, uh, <clears throat> I've been on a soapbox about this, let's just say that. And I think what we're gonna do here, take a quick break, I, I want to, go through this and take some time with this. It's so important what Lombardo said last night about school safety. You'll want to hear this. Also, bottom of the hour, we're going to have Alan Stock here uh, for a little bit. I want his reflections on this. I spoke to him this morning. He's going to be on here with me a little bit uh, for a few minutes uh, in the second half. Uh, you don't want to miss that either. Don't go anywhere. Taking a quick break here. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840, KXNT. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. All right, welcome back, folks. We're uh, talking about the state of the state speech. Uh, this was a, a, a really a remarkable deal here that uh, glad to see Nevada getting back on track. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here this hour brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. Now, Governor Lombardo last night announced that the he would be increasing a budget for schools, asking for accountability. He mentioned also uh, that it was important for school choice to be something that we have here in Nevada. Uh, the exact uh, wording here, and I played the clip just last segment, which I think was, was significant. The exact wording is says that the, the pupil-centered funding plan is built on the idea that education dollars should consider the needs of students and should follow them, follow them, no matter what school they attend. Sounds like a voucher-type system to me. Very happy to hear that. Now, it, Lombardo then moved to a very important part near and dear to my heart, which is school safety. 
School safety is not a matter of money. School safety is about legislating in back protections for administrators who need to remove disruptive and oftentimes violent students. We have spoken extent about extensively about these restorative justice measures that the woke legislature here in the state of Nevada passed a couple of three years, four years back, uh, essentially making it impossible to remove students. Here is what Lombardo said yesterday about this, and he is, of course, 100% right. In 2019, the legislature passed AB 168, commonly referred to the public school restorative justice law. While well-intended, this law has led to instances of disruptive and dangerous situations in schools across the state. It handcuffs school teachers and administrators, leaving them powerless to address habitually misbehaving and all too often violent students. Amen. This is exactly right, folks. I am happy it's being said. It is an example of elections having consequences. Sisolak uh, would never have addressed any of this. He would have paid lip service to safety. He would have asked for money, and he never, never, never would have gotten at the core of the issue which is something, of course, this restorative justice stuff, he was all on board with this because he was a, a, a weak, a weak and woke weenie. So there's a new sheriff in town in Carson City, and this is the approach. Again, it's a mostly Democrat legislature. Will they give it to him? No, I don't know. It's not going to be an automatic give. But I think one of the things you have to understand is that by offering a first the $2 billion in funding and saying, I'll give you the funding. You want more funding for schools? Let's do this. But in exchange, I need you to get rid of some of this crazy stuff that isn't working. What he's setting up here is a, well, a trade, right? He's setting up a negotiation. And a lot of the speech has to be read that way. I've heard a number of prominent conservatives opining about this, saying it was weak. Okay, well, you're not, he's not DeSantis. He can't go, he doesn't have a Republican legislature. He doesn't have a Republican Senate, Republican Assembly. He doesn't have that benefit. He's got a Democrat supermajority in there that he has to work with. All right, I'll give you this and you're gonna give me that. This is how it works. And I think his approach to this is spot on. Now, the other part of safety is not just in our schools, but of course our public safety. We have all, many of us here, uh, share in the sad and unfortunate common experience in Nevada of being victims or being victimized. We're not victims, but we've been victimized by criminals. And one of the reasons we're getting, we are, the crime's going up to the point where it's affecting us, right, is because uh, slowly the legislature has uh, whittled away prosecutors' abilities to put bad guys away, right? Here is Governor Lombardo talking about AB 236, uh, criminal justice reform, all part of the uh, efforts to make our laws, criminal justice system more woke. It's backfired. Listen to the governor. As a lifetime crime fighter, I can say there is arguably nothing more important to the 3.2 million Nevadans in our state than public safety. 
AB 236 from the 2019 legislature introduced sweeping reforms on our criminal justice system. At the time, some changes I agreed with and some I didn't, but in the spirit of compromise, I did not oppose the bill. Three years have gone by and we can clearly see that some of the, those changes didn't produce the outcomes some were predicting. In fact, they made things worse. To correct these problem areas, I will be introducing legislation that makes it harder, not easier, to commit a crime in the state of Nevada. Fabulous. Here's a novel concept, folks. Uh, you steal, you go to jail. I mean, is that a lot to ask for? Now, the final part here I want to address with you today. Again, this was an hour-long speech. Most of you probably didn't watch it. By the way, side note. Looking at the speech, uh, you know, Lombardo's not a natural-born order. You know, it's a, it was a little difficult at times. Also, whoever was operating his teleprompter um, uh, needs to brush up on how to do that because you could tell that they were kind of sliding down the, the text. It, what you do is you, you don't operate your own teleprompter when you're giving a speech. I don't know if you know this. You see the two little screens that projects up the text of the speech. And the person, there's somebody physically operating that, moving the text up as you read the lines. Well, if you're the person giving the speech, the person that's following you moving up those lines has to do it carefully. I could tell, having some experience with public speaking, that they were moving these lines in, in a herky-jerky way, and Lombardo got caught up in it a little bit. So, side note, it was kind of a difficult speech. It was not the best delivered speech ever, but the substance is what we are about here on the What's Right Show. So I want to, here in just a few minutes remaining before the break, want to get into voting integrity. Here is uh, how Governor Lombardo opened up regarding uh, voting integrity, uh, talking about how the right to vote is very important and one of the most fundamental rights in American society. But, but, he had something else to say. It is not only important that the process itself has integrity, but also that the people of Nevada have confidence that the process is free and fair. With that said, there are certain election reforms that are just common sense. Most notably, all mail-in ballots should be received by the time polls close on election day. as opposed to 5 p.m. four days following an election. I'm sorry, Cisco gave me a dirty look. <laughs> this puts Nevada back in line with national norms and ensures our election reporting does not drag on for today when the balance of the nation has moved on. Now, Lombardo there referring to Cisco Aguilar, who is our Secretary of State and a Democrat. So just letting you in on that joke. Lombardo then went on to talk about uh, doing away with universal mail-in ballots because it was a response to COVID. It's expensive. $7 million in the budget uh, it cost, um, and it's going to increase to over $11 million in future budgets. Then he talks about the need to identify, to verify the identity of voters, talking about signature verification being BS, basically that we need to use voter ID. All of this was fantastic. He even gets at the uh, holy uh, grain, grail of Democratic uh, voting machinery here talking about ballot harvesting. 
He said prior to the pandemic, it was a felony in the state of Nevada. Now it's a common campaign practice. We need to end it. All of this, folks, all of this was spot on. Uh, so I, I'm going to come back here, uh, permit me after the break, have Alan Stock here in the uh, What's Right Show studios with me. Uh, we're going to go over this uh, this speech a little bit, get his impression mm-hmm. of it uh, when we return. Alan, of course, you know him from Vegas at 8 uh, here on News Talk 840 KXNT. So I'll be back in a few minutes uh, with Alan to go through all of this. Uh, and there's other news going on, too, but I wanted to take a moment here as a proud Nevadan convert to go through the speech. Very important for all of us. Sam Rajovsky, The What's Right Show, continues after the break. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit salmonashlaw.com. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the bottom half of the What's Right show. Sam Rajofsky here, your host, Nevada's favorite recovering ex-Californian. Yes, uh, the rehab process is long and tedious, but worth it absolutely in the end. Now, if you missed a big announcement at the top of the program and also made the announcement, the very first one, on uh, Vegas at 8 with Alan Stock this morning, The show, beginning in February on the 6th, will be two hours long. That's right. If one hour of Sam each day was not enough, rejoice. This is great news for you. Um, So, yeah, starting on the 6th, I will be on from 1 to 3. So if you're used to listening to us here, joining uh, the What's Right community uh, at 2 p.m., nothing will change. I will still be here, uh, but you get to have me an extra hour the hour before. All right. Now I have um, delighted to welcome uh, to the show Alan. Alan, Alan are you, can you? Oh, there we go. We got your mic on. Alan Stock. Hey, Alan, welcome to the program. I'm rejoicing. <laughs> I knew. Well, I, I knew you might be. You've been, uh, by the way, I have to thank you for all your support uh, that you've given me over the years now here as I've been uh, both a guest on your show and a, a fellow host on News Talk 840 KXNT. And it's, um, it's just, I really enjoy our time together. And whenever we've, we've done shows together or been on each other's shows, always been an absolute pleasure. And it's been absolutely great. And that's why it was uh, fun to be able to uh, join you this afternoon to almost continue a conversation we had this morning regarding Joe Lombardo's speech last night. Well, I want to get your impression of this, your reaction, because here's here's mine in a nutshell. You know, I moved from California three years ago, and the idea, the thought that I would have my governor in my state talking about things like school choice, talking about things like uh, – increasing criminal penalties for criminals, uh, things like uh, creating an economic uh, vibrant climate that attracts businesses, uh, talking about, uh, you know, education, uh, accountability, I mean, I mean, and let alone election reform, which is what we were just talking about here before the break, getting rid of ballot harvesting, 
having all ballots, mail-in and otherwise, counted by the end of Election Day. Um, you know, this this kind of stuff is 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 just for me is really exciting, and I'm very grateful to live in a state that uh, has a, now a leader that is uh, behind all this stuff. But I have a question for you because you have been around for a while, and I, too, am old enough to remember in California when we Republicans, we conservatives, got all excited when Governor Schwarzenegger came in, and he had a list of things he was going to do, and he was, I mean, and you'd listen to him deliver these remarks, and you would think, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best thing ever. He was a total flop and disappointment because he just turned into one full rhino bent over for the for the democrats and in the end was got nothing of his agenda done so what is your what is your sense of this you know lombardo you obviously know what republicans are like in the state they have a history of caving what are your thoughts on all this what's the likelihood of this stuff actually getting done well, uh, you talk first of all about ballot harvesting. Let me just comment on that quickly because he did not say about getting rid of that. He talked about a lot of reforms. Uh, he talked about reforming ballot harvesting uh, so people would have to be able to show more uh, IDs, maybe your accountability of who they are. But I, I was I was disappointed in that. I wanted to see him say get rid of ballot harvesting because it was a, f- a felony before it became a law. So that uh, you know. I mean, I understand what he's doing. It's in increments. And that's part of the thing I want to say to answer your question, because I think that he's going to be able to get some of these things done incrementally. And um, there's going to be a lot of uh, horse trading going on. You're going to have a lot of compromise on both sides. He's certainly not going to get through uh, everything that he wants. And the, uh, the thing he may get some things through, may not get other things through. But what's going to happen is that um, it, it is that he could use, I believe, the things that don't get done that the people want to have happen. I'll tell you about that in one second. I, he can use that in in twenty twenty four to um, you know to support candidates for the assembly and state senate who will you know go ahead and and talk about his agenda and support his agenda to get it through. You're right about the Republicans. Uh, It came out earlier last year, you know, it was going to be a red wave. It was not a red wave. We got the governor and lieutenant governor, and and that's great, but we don't have the control of the Senate, state Senate and the Assembly, and that's a problem. Republicans have got to get their stuff together they've got to get their stuff together and if they don't uh we're just going to be screwed again uh in 24 i'm you know i I, i'm a registered republican but i'm not thrilled with the republican party because i don't think that they do what they're supposed to do which is to get the vote out and so that's a problem i can see some of the things happening as on a trade basis but um, he's not going to get other things done. Don't forget, people here are uh, elected him and elected um, Kevin McMahill as our new sheriff here in Clark County. Elected these people, knowing that they're former law, or the law enforcement with Kevin McMahill, law enforcement uh, people, and they want to, the state to be safe. We look at L.A., we look at San Francisco, we look at, oh my gosh, look what happened in Atlanta, look at New York, Chicago, a lot of places. We don't want our our town to become like them. And uh, when he talks about, uh, you know, keeping people in prison who deserve to be there, uh, 
uh, folks like me and a lot of us say, you know what, we've got to make sure that these things happen. And if the liberals turn around and allow uh, these uh, pariahs to get out back in the street or allow kids to be able to go unfettered in schools uh, without having to, you know, answer to uh, any discipline, uh, people are going to make changes because they don't want to see this happen. Last point, uh, and, and that is the, the idea of the school situation, the, re- the restorative justice. People know this is a bunch of bull crap completely, totally, because they know that all this has done is make excuses for, for kids who want to get away with problems over and over and over again. Yeah. But it's made yeah. our schools less safe, and we cannot have that happen. Um, absolutely. Uh, we have Alan Stock on with us from Vegas at 8, joining the What's Right show here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Alan, I agree with you, and I think kind of in, there's a context here beyond our own borders, which is Nevada is a is a purple state. It's a, a state that is Correct. Republican, Democrat. It's, it's mixed, you know, and, and we've got a lot of independent voters. I'm listening. I was listening to the speech last night, and I think— and hear me out on this. I was every time I, I the camera panned to the room, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of uh, well, I saw a lot of unhappy lawmakers. A lot of these Democrats right. were sitting there with their pouty faces and That's their right. arms crossed. And I, but I thought because <laughs> I'm able, I'm able to separate myself from my own ideology and kind of and, and try to get in the minds of what regular, you know, non-political folks are into. A lot of what was in this is very palatable to people. It's very much in line with what people want. And you said this when you said people want to be safe, for example. So in I think this is a, a bellwether thing. All of a sudden, what we're what we're doing here is this is an opportunity for Republicans in the state of Nevada to win because suddenly the opponent Lombardo with this agenda is going to force the radical Democrats masquerading as Nevada Democrats, moderates, to be to 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 have light shined on them. And it will be a tell of where the heart of the country is. I think this is a bellwether of sorts because I've long suspected, and I think you agree with me on this, that the where the Democratic Party is headed is Looneyville. And it's it's gone off the deep end, and that that the mi- middle America, heart of America, including our state here, the Silver State, Nevada, is not on board with this radical uh, ideology, and that the legislature here has moved too far left, and it's time for a correction. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I I, I could see this being a an, a once in a generation opportunity to course correct. I agree with you about the Democrat Party in general. They have gone uh, to a a lot of the loony left, uh, and that's why uh, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona became an independent. Um, I personally like I I personally like Joe Manchin. Don't agree with a lot of his things, okay? But uh, but he's to me he harkens back to the days of um, more moderate Democrats. Even though I I may not be a Democrat and agree with again a lot of his ideas, but he harkens back to those those days of Scoop Jackson from Washington. And, and folks like that who were more moderate. John F. Kennedy today, I think, would be more of a Republican than he would a Democrat. Uh, and and uh, a lot of those folks have given in to the far left. Joe Biden certainly has been the, the leading um, uh, uh, 
blind mouse that's gone along with the uh, you know with with the far left. So um, I would hope that there are Democrats in Nevada who are going to stand up for common sense. I know you can appreciate me saying that, and because you and I both think about things in terms of common sense, and I would hope that they think in terms of common sense. Uh, we need to keep our state safe, and if um, and if. Uh, Joe Lombardo is going to be compromising by spending a little extra money uh, where conservatives don't want it spent, but are going to be, but he's be, going to be able to get some of the things that are important to us, especially when it comes to safety and things like in schools. Uh, we're going to have to have a compromise. Politics is, they say, the art of compromise, and we'll see if he can go ahead and effectuate that and to actually make it happen. I'm. I like the guy, and I think that he's, uh, he's, he's a smart guy, and he's got a lot of smart people behind him. He put together a huge uh, retinue of, 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 of people behind him who I happen to know some of them personally, very smart, and, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I like the speech a lot. I was very, very much you know, for what he said, so you know, I'm certainly on board. Yeah, I think, I think it'll come down to the to – the- question of whether he can uh, deliver on that compromise if he's able to get the democratic legislature uh to come his way right because for most republicans i always joke for most republicans uh, bipartisanship means um doing what the democrats want to do that's correct and they just cave if he can if he can horse trade if he can dangle the carrot that's right and get and get something from the other side where they're coming over to our way, then then I, I would call this a success. Alan, I always love talking to you about this. We will continue, I think, uh, checking in. And now that I've got, you know, two hours, um, we'll have two hours starting in February. I, I hope to have you on more often on the program. I, I so congratulate can... you on that. I'm thrilled that uh, you got it, and I, I really am because um, – that's just more time uh, uh, that we can talk about important things that are happening locally as well. And I'm just thrilled that you got it. So congrats to you and um, have a great, great rest of the show. I know you and I will talk very soon. We will. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Friends, that was Alan Stock from Vegas at 8 here on the What's Right Show. I will be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the What's Right Show here on News Talk 840. KXNT. Whoa, did you see this news about Mike Pence? (laughs) They found some documents at his house. Yes, you're listening to the What's Right show. Sam Rajovsky here, your host. Uh, Okay, do you understand now why I was trying to put into context the overall lack of severity of what was going on with the documents found in Joe Biden's garage, I know, I know, I understand. It shows Biden to be a hypocrite. Frankly, to the extent that Pence has criticized Trump, it shows Pence to be a hypocrite. Do you see that uh, Trump came to Pence's defense, tweeted out on Truth Social that uh, Pence has never done a wrong thing ever, that he's innocent? Well, he's not innocent technically, right? The issue is that if, in fact, he had documents at his house that were classified as vice president, just like Joe Biden, he could not himself 
declassify those. So they were, you know, this a violation per se of the law. So it's, to me, it's now becoming farcical. And what I've been saying all along is that everybody is guilty of this to some extent. And all this shows is how, how something that is known in D.C. to be a problem has been blown out of proportion and used to get Trump, to target Trump, to destroy Trump, to criminally prosecute Trump. And in that effort, suddenly now everyone has egg on their face. This is, folks, this is just exactly what I have predicted all along. I'm not surprised in the least that this is coming out. Expect more documents to be found in more closets of, of past administration officials, Republican and Democrat. Now, one thing I still want to come back to in the Lombardo speech yesterday, if you'll permit me, as I bob and weave here through local and national issues, is uh, Lombardo made an announcement last night. Now, I, friends, I knew about this and um, had heard about this earlier but was was um, uh, embargoed, if you will, to talk about it. Uh, understand that today, uh, Lombardo and a, and a handful of lawmakers uh, met had a, had an event with Elon Musk. Now, this was announced last night that Musk would be opening up a new f uh, factory, Tesla factory, for the Tesla truck. This is for the big rig, not for the uh, angular pickup truck that he's touted. The Tesla uh, truck factory uh, up in Sparks, Reno, Reno, Sparks area. And th this is exciting, of course. I, now, I, I, Sisolak, he could have gotten this thing done too. And I'm getting some of the details here on, on how this all came about. Nobody wanted to tell me much about it, just that it was happening, because before the announcement, this was all very hush-hush. Uh, but as I, as I understand it, look, this is a, a huge win. It's part of Lombardo's desire to diversify the economy here in Nevada. We can't just be mining and gaming and bring jobs uh, to uh, all parts of Nevada, northern and southern. So I, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased by this. Um, I, 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 again, I, I think what kind of – I'm assuming – folks, that there were some kind of tax incentives that were granted by Lombardo or promised by Lombardo in order to make this announcement. And, you know, the past Republican administration, Sandoval, my understanding is he made a similar deal with Tesla for a battery factory. And then we didn't have any investment from Sisolak. He dug his heels in and said, no, 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 I'm not doing any of this. Meanwhile, he tried to set up his autonomous, lawless tech zone in the desert, which failed, and uh, then got caught up shutting down businesses for the pandemic. So here we find ourselves uh, days into, literally days, into a Republican administration and already have a major investment uh, coming into, uh, into Nevada. Now, when, uh, when a friend, a lawmaker, had told me about this, uh, happening last week, I asked this friend, who shall be nameless, if he had heard that Musk did a rap song for Harambe. Now, folks, if you don't if you don't know what I'm talking about, I mean, you're in for a treat. 
so I I was and I was in a, a serious room of politically minded people, all of them, uh, competent and smart, Republican, Democrat. Everybody knows who Elon Musk is. They're all looking forward to meeting him this week, right? This was last week. And I said, well, maybe he'll rap for you. They all looked at me like I was crazy. So I proceeded to get on SoundCloud and pull up the um, one of the finest rap songs uh, ever made uh, by Elon Musk, R.I.P. Harambe, celebrating the eternal life of Harambe the gorilla who was mercilessly killed at a zoo some years back. Friends, I leave this with you. The end of a heavy show, a little taste 60. of Elon Musk rapping this masterpiece. R.I.P. Harambe, sipping on some bomb, baby, on our way to This is unbelievable stuff. It goes on, by the way, for minutes and minutes. Yes, R.I.P. Harambe, you can look it up. It's for real. It's Elon Musk. Uh, so, you know, there's really nothing he can't do. Yeah. But you know the thing I care about? I care that he's putting jobs in the state of Nevada. He can rap about Harambe all he wants. All right, friends. Uh, wow, an hour just went by like that. Great to be with you. We'll be back here tomorrow at 2. You know where to find us. Apple... A podcast, a Spotify, the Odyssey app, or everywhere. What's Right Show? Sam Rajovsky. Happy to be with you. News Talk 840, KXNT.